Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Uh, today we will be reading out of Romans chapter 14, verses 1 through 23 in the New International Version, the NIV. And the title is The Weak and the Strong. But before we get started in that, uh, let me go over what the Bible is. I like to do this every once in a while. The Bible is a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, 66 volumes of books, span a 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. So if anybody asks you, you know, if you're in a secular college and um, you have a professor that's trying to, um, you know, knock down your belief system or, or the Bible, you have something to go on. You can, you can rewind this and listen to this. All right, let's get started. And that's Romans chapter 14, verses 1 through 23, the NIV, the International Version. I, I mean, I like various versions. My favorite is King James. But it's a little hard, you know, for most folks. Um, so I try to use the NIV and another one as good as the ESV, the English Standard Version, is very good also. All right, let's get going. The weak and the strong. Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 23, st starting at verse 1. Except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. Verse 3, the one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Verse 4, who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand. Verse 5, one person considers one day more sacred than the other. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Verse 6, whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. Verse 7, for none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. Verse 8, if we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Verse 9, for this very reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Let's stop there for a minute. So, it's basically what it's saying here is, like you have some who eat meat, some don't eat meat, whatever. Some are um, vegetarians and and some are, uh, you know, whatever else. And so the thing is, that's their choice. You know, it, it, it spiritually is, you know, not going to affect them, whatever. The main thing is to know the Word of God, know the Bible. Make sure that you read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says. Because if you, you, you study your Bible and you pray to God while you're studying for guidance and direction, and um, you, you learn some good, solid, 
solid theology. You know, and uh, there's a lot of good ones now, actually. Uh, you can go on YouTube, Vodi Bakum. Uh, and uh, there's some other good ones. Um, and also, you can go to uh, uh, Living Waters with Ray Comfort. You can also go to uh, Ken Ham with Answers in Genesis. And uh, there's, you could also go on YouTube and get a Dr. Sproul, S-S-P-R-O-U-L. Uh, he teaches great theology, you know. Uh, because we we need to know, um, we need to know how to break down the Bible. You know, it, it, it's uh, literary. Um, it is analogies, allegories, and symbolism. And so you have to know the difference. And good theology also, you can find on YouTube. Uh, um, let's see, what is his name? Um, will I get to that later? I have to think about that because uh, there's so many good ones. Uh, so anyways, so the main thing is to get good spiritual uh, spiritual uh, knowledge from the Word of God by reading and studying and going to good, solid um, biblical teaching podcasts or YouTube channels or whatever. You know, there's a lot. You can also go to Rumble, same thing. Um, there are some good ones on there too. But you just have to be really, um, you have to just be careful. Okay, let's continue. Verse 10. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister, or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow and every tongue will acknowledge God. And the King James says, will confess. Verse 12, so then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or a sister. Verse 14, I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. Verse 15, if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy someone for whom Christ died. Verse 16, Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. Verse 17, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Verse 20. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. Verse 21. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. Verse 22. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. Verse 23, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith and everything that does not come from faith is sin. <clears throat> Alrighty, now 
if you'll turn in your Bibles or whether you're reading out of the Bible, um, a Bible itself book or you're on your phone or whatever or computer. Uh, and I would suggest you you just read in your Bible. It's good to just to, to have a real Bible to actually read, but whatever you have. Okay, we're going to Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 23. Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 23, the NIV New International Version. And this is just a little short hop here, and this is just to get your mind on um, giving yourself to the Lord if you're not a Christian. And the title is The Rich and, and the Kingdom of God. Verse 17, uh, yeah, verse 17, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 18, why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. Verse 19, you know the commandments, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud, honor your father and your mother. Verse 20, teacher, he declared, all these things I have kept since I was a boy. Verse 21, Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you like, he said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Verse 22, at this, the man's faith fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Verse 23, Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? So you see, it's, when we come to Christ, we've got to give everything up. It's not saying it's not saying that you know if you have money to give it all away or whatever. But what it says is it's not to love money. You know, money's fine, but as long as you don't love it, because there's a scripture verse in the New Testament that says the love of money is the the root to all kinds of evil. You know, but. So this is but this is what we have to do. We have to give it all to Christ, you know, because it also says I think it's Matthew sixteen twenty four and twenty five, and it it says or what does it, it says um it says uh take up your cross uh deny yourself and follow me, and it also says what does it what does it gain uh. What is it to gain the whole world but lose your own soul? And I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what it says. So, so what good is in this world? You're getting all you can, but in the end, when you die, if you have not turned to Christ, repented, turned to God, and repent of your sins, and then put your trust in Jesus Christ alone and confess that, then when you die. You'll end up in hell, uh, which is uh, just like uh, you'll be burning with fire. You'll have a, a spiritual body that can't burn, but you feel the pain of fire burning and torment, and the de and demons down there that will be um, that will be tormenting you forever and ever. That's a scary thing. And some people say, "Well, I don't believe all that." Well, you know, uh, you may not believe that that if you jump off a building, you go to hit the ground and splat. You know, but you will, you know. And you say, well, I don't believe in God, really. Well, um, look at a building. If, if there's a building, there had to be a builder. Look at a painting. If there's a painting, there had to be a painter. So look around you in the world, trees and 
kitty cats and, and, and puppies and and all the beautiful things that that is on the earth, you know. And um some something had to make it just and pop up by itself. There are people that claim that, you know, that we came from an amoeba and all like that, but that's no, that's insane. It takes more faith to believe that than that God who created the heavens and the earth and he also created man and woman, male and female. It's pretty simple. You know, but but Satan to get into to people and they'll try to complicate it because they want to be their own god, which is another sin, by the way. So, so let's go to the Ten Commandments real quick. Okay, let's just go over a few of them. Um, uh. Have you ever lied? And and what do you call someone that lies? A liar, right? And we've all lied. We like trying not to hurt somebody's feelings, or didn't quite tell the complete truth, or trying to whatever. And it's a lie anyway. You look at it. And the Bible says if you, if you break one of God's commandments, the Ten Commandments, you're guilty of all. And it's uh, and have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, if you looked at another person with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery, and that's another one. And and have do you look at God as a nice, as someone that accepts you for everything you do, no matter what you do, is wonderful because you're the God that makes you feel good in your head. Well, that's called a uh, mission. Uh, 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 that's called idolatry. You shall not make any idols. So you've made a God in your own mind that's okay with you, that's cuddly and and warm and everything. It's okay with everything you do, no matter how evil it is. You know? Have you ever borrowed anything and not bring it back? That's stealing. And what do you call someone that steals? A thief. And that's the Eighth Commandment. You shall not steal. You see, that the commandment shows, shows us like a mirror. It... We look at the Ten Commandments and it tells us we're guilty. And so what did God do for guilty sinners like me and you? Uh, God sent his son. He came three and a half years. He preached the good news, the gospel. Um, then he then he allowed he allowed the evil people here to, to, to put um to whip him for our transgression, for our sins, you know, for what we done. And then they um then they put him on a wooden cross that was a Roman's way of torture. And he put nails in his hand and his feet and threw, threw him up on a um, wood that was in the shape of a cross. And there he died for our sins. But before he died, he said, it is finished. That means the, he paid the payment that we couldn't pay. Because if he hadn't done that, we all would be in hell. We all would have gone to hell. There's no way. You know, because of Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God, then corruption came. Because whatever God says, it's going to happen. And he told him you can have of this whole, this whole area here, paradise here, but um, don't eat of this one tree. And they did, you know. And, and that's because because Satan had came as a snake. Back then, the snake could walk or whatever, and he came as a snake, and he uh, he fooled he fooled Eve, and then Eve got got Adam to um, to eat the fruit too. And then from that point. What he did was he 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 let go of what God gave him, God gave to them. 
So, anyways, and ever since, that's why, that's why every people die, dogs die, everything die eventually, because we're living under the curse now. But Jesus came and He made us free that when we die, we can go to heaven to be with Him. Because remember, God's standards are a lot higher than than our standards, and we are wicked. Mankind is wicked and depraved, and that's a fact. I know most people say, "Well, I'm a good person, really? Not really. We're good. To, we think we're good, and to to the world standards, we're good. But God, we're so far from God, it's not funny because God's perfect and holy. We're not. And but that's what Jesus came. That's what love is. So, anyways, so I would." If, if, you, if you're thinking about it or you're going to think about it, um, I want you to go to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10 and 13, and I'll be reading this out of the King James. And it says, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession made salvation. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I would suggest you do that today. Just ask God to come with a sorrowful, contrite heart, knowing that you've broken God's commandments, and ask for forgiveness. We've got to humble ourselves. Ask for forgiveness. Then put the trust that you have in yourself to Christ alone, to Jesus Christ. You give him your heart, your mind, your life, your everything. And from this day forward, you start serving him. But you you know, get a, a, just start reading the Bible. And I would suggest if you... If you're just not coming to the Lord, you don't know much about the Bible, to start in the New Testament book of John, you know, and try to go through the, the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John first, and then start reading the rest of the New Testament, and then then, then as you go back over the New Testament, start in the Old Testament also, you know, especially Genesis. At, at the beginning, you find out about Adam and Eve and all this really great stuff. So, let's pray. Heavenly Father... All those that are listening to this message, Lord Father God, I ask you, Lord, that, that you work in our hearts and minds, Lord Father God, and let them and let them feel your comfort, Lord Father God, and let them know that you're there with them, Lord Father God, and urge them for those that have not um, repented of their sins that they would do so, Lord Father God, so that when they die, they can go to heaven and have that peace now that, that they'll be going to heaven. And we ask this in Jesus' name. So remember, read, your, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says. Um, here's something to go by. No read, no feed, no Bible, no breakfast. God bless.